0: from Hype Beast radio i'm jeff staple and this is the business of hype a show about creative entrepreneurs brand builders innovators and the realities behind the dreams they've built There are very few people who have the ability to carry an entire city on their back every city has that select unique person right if you're in toronto you know drake reigns supreme if you're in houston you can't do anything without the permission of Bun B. and if you're trying to make it in tokyo good luck without the blessing of hiroshi fujiwara so now let's talk about chicago the great thing about chicago is that it has so many amazing people in it who have attributed massive amounts to the greater culture. The superstar names we all know. But there's a lesser-known unsung hero from The shy that holds it down equally well for all the people. In fact, very uniquely so, I'd argue that there's no one pushing it forward like this man here. But you know what the reality is? This isn't really a story about Chicago. It's about representation. It's about hustle. It's about taking nothing and creating something truly amazing out of it. So get ready as we hear a story about someone who grew up on the west side to then becoming the face for all of Chicago street culture. And you probably want to check your calendar soon because one of his pop-up shops is probably coming to a city near you. So everyone, welcome to the business of hype, Mr. Joe Fresh Goods. pleasure to have you in in new york city even though you're not from here but this yeah. is like practically your second home now i feel like
1: yes yeah, so i'm joe fresh goods um from chicago um owner a uh, part owner of fat tiger workshop um owner of dbm don't be mad my streetwear brand and um joe fresh goods myself
0: the brand the, the brand man. the man yeah when you introduce yourself you introduce yourself at joe fresh goods now
1: it gets so weird <laughs> because I, I was at the store i was just a kid and um I just, you know, I'm like, yo, Joe. I, but I gave him my um, email to, to purchase. Yeah. Oh, Joe Fresh Goods. <laughs> I, you know, it's so weird because I, you know, it's, it's just it's a weird thing. But uh, I usually just identify myself as Joe.
0: Okay. And then people are like, oh, Let Joe. Let people Fresh figure it out. Exactly. Right, right. Exactly. They see the JFG and exactly. they're like, wait a second. Yeah. So explain to me what is in the water in Chicago. <laughs> What's going yeah. on in Chicago where, like, there is just so much heat it feels like coming out of that city right now what's happening over there you know i I think chicago
1: has often felt left out of certain conversations you know for so many great people and stores and brands and designers to come from chicago um you know i think for so long we've been like the little sister to so many different cities Mm -hmm. um and if we start talking about like you know facts and where certain things come from and certain influences um you know i'm 32 so I'm still not a baby in this industry, but, I've you know, I'm in the middle ground of this, you know, yeah. how long streetwear I've been around. But um, Chicago's, you know, we've had a lot of great stories with stores, a lot of great people come and do great things. So I think right now, thanks to a lot of the creative staying in Chicago, it's been like a spotlight. You know, that's why you got things like Complex Con coming to Chicago. Yeah. I think we're finally starting to get like our just do because... You know, people like me. You know, I, we decided to stay in Chicago, so mm-hmm. I, you know, I get to do my pop-ups around the world. But my home base is Chicago, so it makes people have to come to Chicago to come. You know, get in. Our food is amazing too. <laughs> I stand by it. You know, I stand by our food. So I think Chicago is just a great city, and now the world is finally seen that. You know, we're known for the Bulls, and we're known for deep dish pizza and like hot dogs and stuff. But um, we're a, we're a great city, you yeah. know, with creatives, and I think that's finally starting
0: to you know you are starting to see that a lot. Well, the way the way I see it, and if you look at like global cities in in the whole world that add a lot of contribution to society, yeah. there's certain like ingredients that are always consistent, yeah. and like food, as you mentioned, is definitely one of them. Music is another one, right? Art and fashion, mm-hmm. and once enough of those starts to get put into the pot, yeah. you start to have this city. Yeah. When you grew up, you're born and raised Chicago. Yep. Where's that? Okay. So when did the influences started to really peak from a, from a purely born in Chicago movement? Like, can you remember back in the day, the early thing where you're like, I'm so proud to be from Chicago because of X? And I assume yeah. this dude named Michael Jordan might be one of those yeah, people. Yeah, but sure. other than that, I'm sure there was other Chicago born influences. Yeah,
1: well, this is obviously pre-internet. So some things, you, when you, you know, as far as like city love and like just a love for my city, I didn't really... Know that I was feeling this way, and I think my first time going to London, um, I was going to Colette and I saw like a I think it was a babe collaboration mm-hmm. with like Miami, New York, LA, and
0: mm-hmm. I'm like, What up, where's Chicago? Oh, so, so that was one it the for me left out thing, is what yeah, made you for, feel inspired. Well,
1: yeah, from a brand point of view, it was just like, I don't see whenever, whenever any you know any you see mm-hmm. the jerseys or see any, any big even when there's those Stussy shirts, right? then you, they put the cities down, right? You never see Chicago on city t shirts, and we are a major city, so that always made me. Ah, you know yeah. but um as far as growing up um you know I'm from, like i like i'm from the west side of chicago and I, and I think i could probably compare you know i'm not from harlem but just just seeing how people compare different sides of new york and like the the flashiness and the colorful harlem dudes and like you know i think for me um growing up where i grew up at um you know, out on the west side, it was always just cool seeing how people shopped, you know, what they shopped for, the colorful outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a stretch of area called, on Madison and Pulaski where it was just like all the mom and pop retail stores, um, you know, negotiating prices. And okay. So just, it's like LES,
0: like yeah, a little lower yeah, side vibe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think for that was just like my first love of figuring out everything, just, you know, understanding it's like a Chicago style, I think mm-hmm. introducing the, how to shop and in the hood was like my first intro to like, oh, I get Chicago, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah.
0: Um, how did it feel that ComplexCon, as you mentioned, you yeah. know, landed in Chicago this yeah. year? ComplexCon to me really represents like the new age of doing business in fashion and street, right? Like yeah. it used to be the trade shows, Magic yeah. Project, that sort of died, then the street where drops happened. And mm-hmm. ComplexCon is almost like the commercialization on a big yeah. scale of that thinking. Yeah. And then for them to pick Chicago, as they're, you know, before New York, before Miami, before yeah. International. Um, A, how did that make you feel? But mm-hmm. then I know they, like, reached out to yeah. specifically to you. So talk about yeah. that.
1: Um, It was very exciting. I think for me, um, they definitely checked in with me before they came, you know, just to te- check the temperature, like, yo, what's going on, you know, like... <laughs> like the mayor, like, Yeah, yo. you know, and they checked in, you know, they checked in. I'm not going... Um, take full credit for CompassCon coming to Chicago, but they definitely um, checked in with me and my team just to see how we felt about it. Mm-hmm. How could they, you know, help the community? Because my biggest thing was whoever come to Chicago, you just can't, you know, we, we call out bullshit quick. So, you know, you know, I'm excited just from a, a consumer point of view, you mm-hmm. know, just an um, like e just not e-commerce, but just like helping the economy out. And also, you know, I never really get to see all of my peers in one, t- and I never get to see them in Chicago at one time. You right. know, so, um, it was pretty um, excited that they, they decided to come here. And, um, you know, I don't know. How, I mean, I talked to some people afterwards. I know it was successful. I don't know what they um, determined success. Mm-hmm. off of. I did well. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I did, did good. I did good. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm very excited it came. I think all of, I would, I take that back. I think we as Chicagoans, we did good, you know. Uh-huh. Right. I do, Chicago did yeah, good. Yeah. All the Chicago brands killed it. You know, I think we showed out. Um, because we, again, we we never really get that platform to uh-huh. show like, hey, we're from Chicago brands. We in the Midwest in general, you know, I think we are always often forgetting about. So I think it was dope to have all of us under one roof and um, you know, just to see how much people came out. Now the big brands, I am kind of tight that a lot of the big brands didn't come. You know, mm-hmm. that that made me feel some type of way because it's just like again, like you know, like I, get it, the I get it. I yeah, I get Long Beach is, is the, sh- the main show, mm-hmm. but I do wish a lot of the big brands would have uh, contributed to uh, ComplexCon. Con, but. I ain't have no competition, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: so true. beyond asking you for like just temperature check, yeah. how, were you involved in ComplexCon like some of the planning and or anything else behind the scenes? Yeah, yeah, I just gave them a
1: very unbiased list of Chicagoans to work with. Okay. You know? Um You know, I do look at myself like the big brother for a lot of uh, younger designers and brands, and you know, I'm one of the. You know, I pride myself on saying this, so I'm like literally like, you know, how some stores have different beefs and. Don't they don't shop at that store mm-hmm. because they carry? I yeah. literally like Clicks. I'm one of the only sh- sh- brand owners that shop at every store, uh-huh. so I, I have a certain connection with every store and every everybody that other people don't get. So mm-hmm. I can I can talk to that store. Hey, you guys should do compass Connor you know. So um
0: right, you're like the peacemaker. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely <laughs> for sure. You know, I try to spread that positivity among Chicago and like a lot of the brands and stuff. So. It was, it was dope. I think yeah. every, everybody did well. Every Chicago brand did well.
0: Nice. I can say that for a fact. That's yeah. dope that you do that. that. When I was coming up, it was the same. Like yeah. Union versus Stash versus yeah. A-Life versus Nord versus Triple yeah. Five. And everyone talked shit. And yeah. me at that time being like the young gun, mm-hmm. I was just trying to like be peace with everyone. Yeah. You know, and not, not necessarily be their best friend, but yeah. not be the enemy either. I was just cool with everyone. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think that's a good stance to take. Yeah. He's the mayor, the city's diplomat, the king of the pop-up, purveyor of positivity. Call him what you want, but Joe undoubtedly does things the way he wants to do it, and more importantly, does it for the greater good of Chicago. A lot of people want to rep their cities, neighborhoods, and blocks. We all want to put on from where we come from, and it's probably because we experience the greatness that others don't see in our own hometowns. But eventually... If we do our jobs right, people catch on. Joe has a good challenge when it comes to Chicago. It seems to always be left out in the conversation, despite the fact that time after time, wave after wave, movement after movement, Chicago breaks the mold over and over again, whether it's art, music, fashion, food, or sports. But like in a lot of other cities, there's divisions too, cliques that divide people. Now these groups influence others with who they want to align with and in the fashion scene that means where they want to shop. When looking at the grand scheme of things, there has to be something greater. We've seen it with music and it's amazing when it happens. New York artists coming together, Atlanta artists creating a movement, it's a boom that further cements those cities on the map and the overall culture. This is why it's amazing to see Joe approach his work with this unbiased mentality. Here's a moment where all eyes in streetwear and sneaker culture will be on his city. Why not recognize that something bigger can happen when everyone is working together? We're in the collaboration age where you don't rise to the top by yourself. Whether your brand collaborates on product or fans just see you positively associated with another brand, it's all a form of currency. Joe has created a brand and platform that celebrates that community. You could argue that distinct regional styles might be dying out because of the internet. But I think, in actuality, that same internet is allowing people to have greater pride in even the tiniest pockets in the world. That community allows for strength. And these days, you don't need strength in numbers, you need strength in connectivity. So I went to your website. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that stands out, of course, is this quote that yeah. is in real big words. Yeah. And would you mind reading that in your own voice? I just wanna yeah. hear it. I have it written here yeah. if you I want. F- yeah. yeah, it's in it's um, all, all caps there. Yes, so.
1: yes it's, all, it's all caps on the website.
0: <laughs> um, I'm crazy, I'm all
1: over the place. I randomly collab with friends, I release clothes when I feel like it. I have no structure, I hate structure. I have a store, it's called Fat Tiger, I have a few brands. This is my personal site for all things creative. Yeah. That's
0: dope. Yeah. And I love that, um, you know, most people, most brands and companies, they put the about us, like, Mm -hmm. all the way down on the website in, like, five-point font, and then it's, like, an afterthought. You were like, about me is going to be the first thing, the biggest thing, and it's going to be not traditionally what an about me would be. Tell tell me the thinking around this.
1: Man, so uh, when it, I mean we can we can have a whole podcast about legal problems because that's okay. a whole different thing. Why I had to switch over, like uh, I, I so I technically I technically can't go buy Joe Fresh Goods anymore. What? Yeah, that's a whole different thing when we talk about legal. But that's that's kind of the Read you are Joe Fresh. What do you mean? Everyone calls you that. You're yeah, I don't not- even know if I can talk about this. But yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> just know it's it's a it's a company called Joe Fresh.
0: Yes, you heard it. Yeah. yeah, so. Um, going Joe through, Fresh is like fast fashion, right? Yeah, man. You know, y'all, y'all probably hate me saying this,
1: but yeah. Um, so I have to just rebrand, rebrand the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole thing was really just about me not knowing. And you know, I I think since I do have a store, I do have a brand, but then I am a brand. <laughs> but then I collab with people. and uh-huh. then I like, you know. So I think since my name been ringing more and more i wanted to have a website where just hey everything is laid out for you okay see, you see everything i've done the last two three years um i randomly collab with friends i release clothes when i feel like it that's like because i I got caught in this world like you know two three years ago i was trying to fit in like let me me try to hit these deadlines for seasons let me try to do wholesale let me try and it's just like I thought about. it, I was like, you know what? Just just me. You know, I don't. I'm not a know-it-all. Um, mm-hmm. I know how I want my brand to be ran. I know that it is companies and people like Fresh Goods. Let's let's go on his website and you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for me, it's just like I wanted to bow. Just put that right there. Yeah. It's like you know, it's there. You know. So it's pretty much a portfolio that I'm you know segueing. I'll start releasing
0: my product on that site. You know? Yeah, but normally, if you're trying to work and collaborate with different brands, even yeah. multi-million or billion-dollar brands. Yeah. The first thing you usually say is not I'm crazy. Yeah, that's, I, yeah. that's usually not the thing to well, get yeah, them to sign well, off. Definitely. But you did I'm that crazy. on purpose.
1: Yeah, because I am, you know. <laughs> you I, you really are? Yeah. Well <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I think for me it's just always doing things that's not normal. You mm-hmm. know, and, and it, it it gets it's tough for the older I get. You know like I said, I you know, I've been doing make doing and making clothes since I was 14. So now I have a little bit more responsibility with my crazy. But when I say I'm crazy, I more so mean like you know, for a company give me a pitch deck and it's just like, hey, Joe, we want to have you involved in this because, and I know what it is, most of the time I'm black, I have a store, I'm positive, you know, it's like Virgil and Don cost so much, so let me just holler at Joe. So I get what's going on right now, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't like for companies to try to use me for, for mm-hmm. you know, as I'm coming up right but now. For, so. the,
0: for the token check off, yeah, like, yeah, we're good on, the, yeah, on nah. the...
1: So I'm just, I'm crazy, <laughs> I, I say all of that, you know, I, just, I always want people to know, we live in an age of collaboration right now, which mm-hmm. is you know, it's, you know, it's a thing. But uh, I'm crazy because I I I, I say what I want to say. Right. And I, I'm, you won't play by their rules. No, I don't. I don't. You know, everything. So it's I, kind of
0: like a, a disclaimer. Just yeah, like, that's all. Hey, be careful. That's all. I'm crazy. <laughs> Before man. you jump in this border. Yeah, water. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty dope. Um, you say uh, you have no structure, and I know you probably wrote that a little bit ago. But now with all the success that you've had and like team and stuff, yeah. there's got to be some structure at this point, right? Or is I'm still trying.
1: Well, I'm. I am. You know, when people ask me, "What do you see yourself in five, six years?" I kind of get offended when people ask me that because I don't know. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not and that's okay. I think the last ten years of me, me becoming an adult and just, you know, um, I don't, I don't really plan. You know, I just, um, I mean, I do have a child and family mm. and a business, so I, I do plan. Yeah. But when it comes to like. Just you know, figuring out you know my beef with wholesale, and just like I don't know where I want to be at. I mean, mm-hmm. I do. I'm just saying structurally, I'm still learning as I go. And, and you I don't think, want to be concrete about yeah, it, right? Like, yeah, you and don't I want it to
0: be set in stone. Yeah, no, right?
1: that's for sure. So I, I think it's to me, I, I still wake up loving what I do because every day is still like, oh, this is new, you mm-hmm, know, like. Mm-hmm getting those emails like, hey, we want to work with you. It's like, I didn't even know that was possible. And so it's hard. I'm not a planner. You know, it's it's tough for me to just plan out my four or five year calendar. And then when it comes to structure, just I know, you know, I'm I'm smart when it comes to like, okay, I I did this pop-up shop and now I'm going to wait two weeks and then I'm going to drop it online and then I'm going to take that. And, you know, so I do plan for that type of structure. But when it comes to like, just like (laughs) business stuff, no, you know, I'm doing a pop-up in New York. I want to do it on this date. I want to bring my team out. I want to pick this venue. I want to, you know. It's, yeah. To me, nowadays it's just becoming natural. So it's like it's not really like right
0: a structure a plan. to it's just like let's there's pull a up. skill in like organizing the the things that have to be planned, but yeah. allowing chaos. Yeah, and that.
1: I like you know now finally I have like a manager and have an assistant. So they 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 realize how crazy I am, but they kind of like help manage my crazy. Like a lot of these finally finally a lot of these collaborations and these companies I deal with I don't even talk to them no more mm. I mean I get the initial email mm-hmm. that comes to me and the DM or whatever but after it gets that I give it on to yeah. somebody on my Project team management. and then they just like they handle that so that's yeah how big is the whole team now It's not that big you know um, so you know when it comes to my store it's so it's so weird to even describe how we do business because so Fat Tiger is my brick and mortar in Chicago. Okay, and how I try to tell people, you gotta look at Fat Tiger like um like a label or like a barber shop, and <laughs> each brand cut his own heads. If you get what I'm saying, so okay. like me and my best friend Arello, is, Okay, guys great I, I see the analogy. Yeah, like so the different chairs. You have right. different brands. Exactly. So okay. we don't pick up any brands. We um you know we created Fat Tiger Workshop six years ago, um with the intent to do workshops. I think now. It's a thing now because we know we, we if we notice some retail dying, and, and 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 like the department store is like losing its touch, a lot of brands is like once you get that shoe in, that Travis Scott Jordan one, yeah. and then it's like you be dead for like a week after that, you know, <laughs> a lot right. of the smaller boutiques or whatever. So I think now everybody's introducing experiences in that store. Uh-huh. Um, we wanted to do that six seven years ago, but mm-hmm. with me it's like I'm not about to start picking up brands because I didn't have enough money to start picking up brands. Okay, I knew. That I had a popping brand in Chicago, and that I can probably pay my little rent just off my brand. So, mm-hmm. but I wasn't—I didn't want to call it the DBM store, or the Joe mm-hmm. Fresh Goods store. Mm-hmm. So, Fat Tiger Workshop was waiting for us to all to work together. Um, a lot of my guys from my other store that I worked at, leaders, we all just teamed up and like opened up our own store with our own brand. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this is my third store in five years because we keep growing fast. Yeah. Um, so, to, for, when I first when we first did opened up the shop. We, um, had to when we did work, so we did workshops to um talk about taxes, talk about streetwear 101 from mm-hmm. my point of view. So, we're just like, besides us selling clothes, I just feel so uncomfortable just selling stuff to people. So, right. I always wanted to kind of give back to the community. So, you but now, still do those workshops, yeah, yeah. So, um, I gotta get you on one of them now. We're right. friends now, but um, <laughs> yeah, so now I have a store, a big store in Chicago where we have our retail space open mm-hmm. and we have a, um, a whole room that's dedicated to just doing workshops and oh, pop up cool. shops. So, it's just like. A little incubator room, and we, you know, we was on it. I just didn't, we didn't have enough money to like really do a crazy million dollar build out. But yeah. the reason why we called it Fat Tech, a Workshop was because it sounded weird, mm-hmm. you know, and just to do workshops for the community, bringing people in town, and all that stuff.
0: Joe is unapologetically Joe. He says crazy, but it's all with good intent. He's not someone you're going to collaborate with just to check off the cool diversity box he sees right through that bs and he'll also let his design collaborator know that too he's never afraid to speak his mind and he continuously works toward doing something different what may have started out as an organic on-the-go pop-up has turned into a structure on how to plan roll out and lock down collections and social projects he's turned this into a great store that serves a purpose versus just pushing you product. Joe doesn't give himself enough credit here because if he really wanted to, I honestly feel like he could write a manual or how-to guide on doing this. There's a reason why it's intuitive and natural for him. It comes as second nature. Now, I know during my experiences of releasing capsule collections, doing pop-ups and running a store, the art of the sale was so very important. Sometimes the word sales begets a dirty reputation. But if you cannot sell your own product, creation, or idea, you're gonna have a very hard time convincing others to do it for you. After all, you're gonna need to sell the idea to someone of selling your brand, right? I learned that from the first year that I started Staple. I hated selling. I was just way too emotionally connected to the brand to do sales and have people tell me that they didn't like a particular design. So I knew I needed to get help. But guess what? I had to sell to that person that this was the right brand to be working for. So all in all, never forget that sales is pretty much everything. And you said this is the third expansion because you kept outgrowing the older yeah. ones? Yeah, so
1: we started off in Logan Square, which is like in, um, uh, in uh, northwest of Chicago, small store, $800 a month, um, really small, had a really beautiful backyard. So it was like the, you know, I, I'm so cool with everybody in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So we were just like the kicking spot. We yeah. were that store. was like the cool like store. Like the barber shop. Yeah, the yeah. cool store. We sold our brands. Um, we all grew that really fast within mm-hmm. a year. So we opened up in a better part of the city.
0: Um, Do you remember the second store's rent?
1: Yeah, so we went from um, $800 a month, which seems scary, uh, $800 a month for a year, we jumped over to $1,400 a month in a better neighborhood, and now... That was probably real scary. Real scary, but then we uh, we all grew that, and the basement was nasty, whatever, (laughs) now we have a new store, don't really want to say the rent, but it's uh, twice or three times more. (laughs) So it's just kind of cool to be able... And we have... It struggles, you know, I've never... I don't wanna sit on here and just always talk about success. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it is tough, you know, 'cause I with me loving the pop up formula, sometimes I wish I could like, damn, I wish I could just close my store and just open up when I feel like, you right, know. So yeah. it's tough, but we definitely um I'm excited that we've been able to um grow the business like, you know, really fast. You yeah. Know? So yeah. yeah.
0: Before take me back to before that first store opened. Yeah. And you were like, looking for store locations, considering Mm -hmm. if you can do this $800 a month thing, what were you doing? How were you making money back then?
1: Um, Man, Um, so I I know the moment, I know the aha moment for me was um, I have a a, a homie that owns a a tattoo shop in Chicago, Great Lakes Tattoo, and he has like a little event space in the bottom. Mm -hmm. And I did like a little t-shirt release in Chicago, and I know two days I made like 11 grand. I know that sounds like chump change now. But um, no, it's not. 7 <laughs> years
0: ago. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a lot to a
1: lot of people. 7 years ago I, you know, just 11 grand off my brand which was just
0: t-shirt you did it at the tattoo shop. Yeah, the basement okay. of
1: a tattoo shop and wow. 11 grand had, had everybody come out um you know, two days store and it was just like I kept getting so much love and I was just like this is crazy. I think I might be ready for a store. So, um start looking for locations and you know, once you start doing the math like I think everybody that start doing this is like they look at eight hundred dollars a month, like that's like four T-shirts a day. That's how everybody always yeah. do the shirt math. For like, you which know, is wrong, yeah, so wrong. <laughs> when you are adding bills and right. payroll, payroll and, yeah. and all that stuff, and but um, yeah, it was just like I was like, I think Chicago was ready. You know, I was uh-huh. um, what was I actually doing? I might have been selling weed, um, which I'm not like a drug dealer, just, but like just trying to get you're not by. a good drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, nah. Just wait. Did you have a full time job? Was the last um, like nine to five you had? Damn. Oh, I, you know what? Yes, I was. Um, that's why all these collaborations are so funny now. I was like a brand ambassador for Adidas. So basically, okay. I was the person that goes to different malls uh-huh. and just check accounts. Like, hey, how to derow oh, stuff. Like a street rep. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I was doing that, and I was still in hours because I wasn't really doing the thing. And just, you know, doing parties. So it was just being one of the cool it guys in mm-hmm. Chicago that just made clothes when I felt like it. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So, but I realized that... I was doing small pop ups every now and then. Like the pop up formula for me, always been my thing. Uh uh-huh. um, But they I just think drop in. Yeah. Before before then, oh, and I had like I had like big drops. I think I <laughs> did like a karma loop. Yeah, I'm tripping. There's so much that I'm forgetting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why this we do this. This was the time. This was the time that I came up with the hat. It was a beanie that I came up with. I want to. I want to fuck Rihanna. It sounds so trash now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in this this world we live in Oftentimes now. Oftentimes you look back on your designs oh and you're like, go, oh my god, it's so naive. Yeah. So
1: I mean I'm tripping. I don't I don't I'm not acting like I was struggling. I was like, um, yeah, I I, I was doing really well. If I remember, yeah, I did like a, a beanie. This was a play off the calm day calm day fucks down hat, whatever. But I did a, a beanie, a black and white beanie. Mm-hmm. Um I wanna fuck Rihanna. I don't uh-huh. that sounds so trashy now. Damn. But it was like wow, it was back it was back it was like one of the first like it's like when bootleg when, when streetwear bootleg was like about to be yeah. in um isn't
0: it crazy like pre me too it's like yeah like you could never do that right yes. now yes oh my god that's <laughs> like why even I even got new shirt now like, that says
1: I respect rihanna like i just released to pop up dope. um but yeah so I, that that boomed that like you, boomed that was paper real yeah, paper yeah that for boomed well, cuz i got my first i got my first stores that's when i loved wholesale. so mm-hmm. yeah so i'm tripping i'm forgetting about a whole point before that so
0: before i opened up a
1: store i was in like Man, I was in probably, like, maybe 24 stores.
0: Yeah. Selling, like, the Rihanna thing and other things.
1: Other stuff. Yeah, okay. so I was no no sales rep, no nothing. I just had brand boom, Uh huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: and I, I used to, like...
0: You were on Karma Loop, you said?
1: Yeah, Karma Loop, you know, placed a... And it was so crazy, because that was, like... That's when Karma Loop was about, like, kind of corny. You know, so I was kind of, <laughs> like, let's check, like, 10 grand, man. They placed, like, a $10,000 PO for me, uh-huh. and I was, like... 24. Yeah, um, I was like and nobody knew. That's what thing about it. It was just like I was on karma loop. Uh-huh. I thought i was gonna get like hate, but nobody. I got the check. It came. They loved Silence. the hats. Like, yeah. Silence. So, but um, yeah. So I was getting the little checks. I, you know, I got I got like a little. I bought like a little uh, crib in Pil- in the area in Chicago, Pilson. So I I turned my garage into a um a uh, little store. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Yeah, so now I'm, I'm forgetting about that. Wait, you bought a house? Not a, no, I'm tripping. It, my, I, I was renting, but I was renting a house, a okay, three-bedroom okay. house I was okay. renting, um, and uh, I turned the garage into like a warehouse, uh-huh. so every time any rapper would come to Chicago, they would come you by my spot. Up, so yeah. yeah, so I was doing pretty good. I mean, it wasn't balling, but I was like, I was um, I was a 24, 25-year-old man, mm-hmm. you know, making t-shirts and making clothes and doing well in Chicago, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So right. that's, you know, I wasn't balling, but at that point, I, I think it was... I would do drops and I would like have people come to my house and pick stuff up. But mm-hmm. I just realized that probably wasn't the right thing to do. Was
0: you know? this all th- what you're describing now yeah. before the tattoo shop drop? Yeah, So I'm tripping. Okay. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm skipping over time. Gotcha. So, just yeah. get in the yeah, chronology. So, the, so you had all that going.
0: Yeah. And then you did the tattoo shop drop, which probably you yeah, was the you most to money know. I made in like right. two days off right. of right. Yep. Then yeah. you're like, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready exactly. for a store. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then you plunked down on that $800.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just a, it, was, it it. was we all grew that. It was a small store. It was in like, a, I mean, Logan Square is popping now in, as far as the area in Chicago. But um, yeah, we just, if we can do that, and we start looking at the numbers, and keep in mind, that wasn't even on my online business, mm-hmm. which was doing pretty good. We just knew that we wanted a better area in Chicago.
0: So yeah. Moved up. I know you came up through the leaders yes. retail pedigree, yes, right? Yes. Talk yes. about the importance of leaders to Chicago.
1: Yeah, I mean, just honestly, even when we want to talk about just being a black man, having a store paying all these imp- you know, you know, em- employees, and it just—I mm-hmm. think now, you know, when everything was happening, I didn't realize what I was actually seeing as far as like uh, what I was being taught, you know, yeah. as far as like just from a retail point of view. But um, you know, now you have you know RS- RSVP Neutral Shop, and you have a lot of other stores in Chicago that's that's kind of you know popping up. Oh, that's been, you know they've been around for a while. I'm tripping, but yeah. this was the first. That's yeah. all. Um, when it comes to streetwear and cool T-shirt, the hottest sneakers. Um, Leaders was the first in Chicago that was doing all that before anybody. So um, that's how I got my intro to streetwear. I would say honestly.
0: To even work at Leaders, though, you yeah. probably already had an interest, right?
1: Yeah. So honestly, my uncle, who he's you know he changed everything. He came home. Well, he was at Thanksgiving with a cool Monopoly T-shirt that had like rhinestones and <laughs> something. And um, mm-hmm. asked him where he got that shirt from, and he said store called Leaders, and that kind of changed. Really. Everything. Do you know who made Googling. that Monopoly shirt? I don't know. I got to ask my homie. I, I, I forgot what brand that was, but
0: it was sounds back, like a familiar streetwear shirt. Yeah.
1: It was like so gaudy and like <laughs> from the time, but it was just like a Monopoly board with rhinestone, and I just saw it. I like, I've never saw anything like that. And it just, um, I actually got to tell my story correctly. Cause I don't want nobody from Chicago to check me. Like you forgot about that. <laughs> I actually started working for a brand in Chicago called fashion geek. Uh, which is like a legendary brand in Chicago. So I went. I worked at Fashion Geek. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I won't say Chicago is separate, but like being a Westsider, I wasn't really it was like North Side, mm. West Side, uh, Southeast. You know, kind of separate. Yeah. You know, I'm not a kid. It's different in New York. I feel like if you want to go shop, you can. You know, you can be from where you're from and like take the bus to yeah. Manhattan. and... It's not like that in Chicago. If I'm on the West Side, I'm pretty much going to stay on the West Side. Oh you yeah, know? okay. South Side, you're not really traveling for, sh- you know, for for clothes and sneakers uh-huh. like that. Okay. So um, I I wasn't, a, a, Litas was on the South Side, so I wasn't from there. So um, yeah, I started working at Fashion Geek and and um, that was like a thing when sh- Fashion Geek was really popping in Chicago. So that was like that. And then I just became a, 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 one of the it dudes. I started working at Nike Town, and you know, I was using my discount to become everybody friends. So I let the Air Force. That's back in that bubble where the Air Force Ones was like all the the Kiwi and the Invisible Air Force One. And I worked at Nike Town during that time, so yeah. I was like hooking everybody up. So right. I just used all that to cloud up and did um, ended up yeah working at Leaders and that's the rest is history. Wow.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you did a little stint at Nike Town as well.
1: Yeah, and it's so crazy now. I got my face in front. I did like a it's every it's, it's so crazy. Everybody that I worked for and got fired from, I ended up working with. Actively. Did you get fired from Leaders? Yes, I did. Did you get fired from Nike Town? Yes, I did. <laughs> Yeah, using my discount too much. Yeah. Next <laughs> okay. Seven years later, I did a, a campaign when Nike football and my face is on there. Everybody, literally every place I got fired from, I ended up collabing with. That's amazing. So, yeah. how'd you get fired from Leaders? Um, well, he was downsizing. You know, it was doing a recession and shit. So I'm not really gonna, you know, because again, now that I'm now that I'm kind of in his uh-huh. shoes right. and I have employees, I'm like. I don't know how he was able to pay um, so many people, but he downsized stores. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and honestly, because now, now that I'm a brand owner, I hate when somebody come in. Like I interview like, and this is for people that's, if you come to me and you want a job, I get that you're starting a brand, but don't just spend an hour talking about your brand because <laughs> I'm still trying to grow my shit. Yeah. So I, honestly, I was just... You know, I was selling. So you were
0: trying to grow your brand
1: while I was working for him, while I was working for his brand. So I get it. I'm not, we, we, we cool now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my biggest mentor. I, I call him when I have any problems, but I was simply, he probably couldn't afford us. You know, he had like me and my partner. Right. It's convenient. And then, um, it was a yeah, convenient yeah, departure. Yeah. You know, and I was selling my own brand outside. Right. I was like, yo, you would come in and buy some leaders stuff and I was like, yo, you want my DBM t-shirt? So Out of
0: curiosity, why couldn't yeah. DBM just sell out of leaders?
1: We, we did that, um, you you know like he he used, to, he used to have a saying you're not a real brand until you're paying taxes and mm-hmm. you're not a real brand until you're doing this so he just like you know he he he's told me stuff that I was just like why are you being an old <laughs> hater man just like take it so I think now right. he probably maybe a little regretted a little bit I know you mm-hmm. you gonna listen to this and be like but I love you Corey Gilkey you you know you helped a lot <laughs> um, but yeah I just it just didn't work out and I wasn't ready I wasn't I didn't understand like I had stores but it mm-hmm. was just simply me getting hats made you know store like hey we want you know, 50 hats made and right. t-shirts, and I would just make it in and then ship it. I didn't really understand the wholesale business. Yeah. I didn't really understand what I was doing, so we probably could have figured it out. But mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't. I wouldn't have opened up my own thing if I was still in exactly there. Yeah, yeah. So
0: like everything happened for a reason. But that's really good advice that you said about people who interview. Yeah, I get so many interviews yeah. with people, and they're like, "Yo, so I was like, so what do you what are you up to? What are you doing? I'm starting yeah. my own brand. Yeah. I'm like, then why do you want to work yeah. for another friend? I brand? get it,
1: I get it, because right. everybody
0: have intentions, but.
1: You got to know how to talk you yeah know? you got to be about me you know mm-hmm. because we all still growing so um i get it now i get where just i, I get where he was coming from a lot of stuff that i'm a little bit older
0: to everyone out there still working on their come up this is big facts please recognize the situation when speaking with others about helping their brand or company out Listen, we all want what we're personally working on to grow and do well. I get it. And if you're sitting down with someone to help them out, nine times out of 10, I'm sure the last thing they want to hear is how excited you are about your own thing. Conceptually, there is nothing wrong with this. And that's probably how 99% of the brands out there got their start. But there is a time and place for everything and you have to understand the nuances of when that time is right. Joe just didn't walk into the world of apparel. DBM and Fat Tiger Workshop didn't just fall into his lap. He experienced what it takes to run a retail space. Also, the rise and fall of different industry shapers and the hustle to grow his brand. So don't take his words of advice lightly here. A great entrepreneur knows the different levels of opportunities, one that can pay off in sales growth, another can pay off in exposure. Sometimes they're related and sometimes they're separated, but these opportunities will come. This reminds me back to my past Business of Hype conversation with Luke Tadashi of Bristol Studios. He said, there's a time and a place when you're trying to get your brand put on and he had an organic conversation with Adidas based purely on him tagging them and them liking how he styled their product. That's it. He didn't jump on this opportunity and instantly start talking about a collaboration, but that casual conversation slowly did lead to that outcome. So patience is a virtue. Building your brand isn't just about knowing what a great idea is. It's also about knowing the hows and the whens. That's what ultimately separates dreams from reality. Did I read somewhere your roommate is trash in?
1: Yeah, so it were. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's I mean, so dope. It's so many different stories. So after that, um, no, before the three bedroom house mm-hmm. thing that I got, yeah. me and Trash, we had a, um, a storefront house. Um, in Pilsen, so basically it was on a street level house. Yeah, it was a it was a storefront in the front, and um. And for those who don't room. know,
0: Trash Hand is like it's yeah. one of the illest photographers yes. in the world. Yes. you should follow yes. him. Yeah, shout trash out to Hand.
1: Trash. So man, we just we changed everything. And that was a that was a pivotal moment in my life too because that was my first technical store. So before I had the, the the house, I had a storefront. Um, you know, I didn't. I opened up on the weekends. I was weekends only. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was, like again I the the logic of me inviting people to my house and put my my address to the on the internet is just insane now yeah. but um <laughs> yeah me and Trash lived together for about a year it was a, the the most amazing year ever we shot I still think that you can look at my my lookbooks mm-hmm. I think me and him dropped the craziest lookbooks of all time mm-hmm. I still stand on that 5 years later but yeah it was a moment of time it was back when the Instagram bubble so he yeah. was understanding Instagram he was like yo look I got 500,000 I got 200,000 followers so he was like and I'm like look I got this person wearing a brand, so it was just like, everybody used to come over, Chance yeah. used to come over, like, everybody that's a creative in Chicago used to come over our house and just get their picture taken, and just like, it was a vibe in Chicago for a good year. It was nice. a good year,
0: yeah. Do you guys still keep in touch?
1: Yeah, of course, yeah, 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 yeah we just, all, we, we just, we grown now, man, with businesses and like, contract signings, and so every time we see each other, <laughs> it's just so, hey, how you doing, man, you know, but I love Trash to Death, and we just, we just grown now, man, so we just realized all the crazies shit he was doing back in the day but yeah yeah, yeah still my word you my two good together
0: i mean like for those there's not too many people who have met trash and or know his face because yeah. he wants to keep it on the yes. down low yeah but you two together is like y'all should have a tv show yeah no seriously, we're like, just like, you're like opposites 100 percent, and that's
1: why we, we don't talk every day so i'm not even trying to say that but like we just saw i can't even imagine comp- you two living yeah, no seriously it's so weird. we 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 judge each other like literally but one of my really good friends um we like i said he he changed my life from a showing my brand point of view. Like, I if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have made Hypebeast, you know? Because mm-hmm. literally, like, he was so popping with his feel, and he was, like, shooting my lookbook. People were like, we were literally going to Paris just to shoot lookbooks, you know? Mm-hmm. Literally, like, tr- Trash, if you listen to this, like, I really appreciate you sending me $1,200. You paid for my trip to Paris. Like, I love you to forever for that. But, um, yeah, we just shot lookbooks, yeah. and he's, he's an amazing person. And, like, I remember he had a relationship with the Hypebeast people, so... He uh was like cause I, I don't you know I, I stay in my lane, man. I don't really get that much love from a blog point of view. So mm-hmm. now I don't I used to get mad, but now it's like I gotta land outside, like nobody posted that I had a did a Yankee's collab, but it still sold out. So but back then, me making Hypebeast, beast, I was like I almost cracked running around the house and it was because of trash. He
0: said yeah. it to so yeah, I love him forever, man. He's a That's dope, dope person. Why why the obsession with t-shirts? I mean, I'm obsessed yeah. with t-shirts too, yeah. but I want to know your, why yeah, you're- Yeah, because
1: people, I mean, cut and sew is all cap, man. It's just like people want to, I've, I've seen so many brands, you know, I'm going to hit you with these mag- magical zippers. I'm going to with this this suede and whatever. And just like, for me, it's like, we all have to wear a t-shirt. You mm-hmm. know, if you, all you other brands are going to make, you know, $700 t-shirts and this, this and that, it has to be a lane for somebody that makes cool. Cause my, my logic on shirts is bare, is like- you know, if it's school, if it's work, if it's a train, it's like it's a walking billboard. You know, so I like to focus on one of those things that people not focusing on, and because I always get to ask all the time too. Like you, you you've been in the game for a long time, and I do. I push cutting so sometimes, mm-hmm. but like I I just love t-shirts, man. The art the art of a shirt is like my canvas. It's like yeah. it's the way I'm able to tell my story. You know, via what you wear. So I just you know, and I used to really beat myself up on. You know, I need to get in cut and sew because all my peers are doing cut and sew. But like, no, the price points. There is
0: pressure to do cut and sew.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. It's just like you're not a real person that you're doing cut and sew. I remember my
0: first year after doing T-shirts, the stores immediately were like, yo, when are you going to do like a hoodie, jeans? I'm like, damn, I don't even want to. (laughs) Yeah. It's
1: like, you know, the blanks are getting better as, as far as companies. And like, again, I think it's a way to introduce it very slowly. But I'm pretty sure we've all watched brands, you know, that-
0: Went OD. When cut and sold,
1: and it's like they're not around no more, you know. Because yeah. you know, so
0: or not accessible anymore, yeah. like yeah, yeah. So it's, it's tough, man. I just want to kind of you know do this, stay in my lane. Word. I mean, I like the t-shirt too. I think you're saying the same thing, but like it, there's something utilitarian and, and level setting about the t-shirt. Yeah. Like where yeah, if you fly to Milan and pick up the best zippers in the world, yeah. of course your shirt's dope. But yeah. Sort of everyone designing on a t-shirt is like, everyone's got to drop their weapons yeah. for this fight. Exactly. Like, we're just going fist to cam- cup. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. So yeah. I just love it. It's a canvas for me.
0: Yeah. I I read a quote that you said, clothes is art defined by the times. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit more? Well, it's tough now because
1: I used to pride myself on doing things of the right now, but mm-hmm. I think that that technically means fast fashion when you really think about it. But for me, it's just like, I think some of my hottest t-shirts have been like, and I think everybody kind of moved past it now, but like it was a point in time culturally where it was like, "Oh, this person passed away. I hope Joe make a shirt about it."
0: Um, <laughs> you oh, were like a barometer. For yeah, the for real.
1: For like, I, I call myself like the hood CNN. It was like anything that happened culturally, I would like you know because I'm really tight with my manufacturers in Chicago. Like mm-hmm. I, I've I, I've spent good money with them. Like I, I really put a lot of people on or whatever. So I'm able to come up with ideas on Sunday. Um, have it done by Monday and have it out to the streets by Tuesday. So I think that was like my thing for a long time. Yeah. Um the so speed, yeah. Yeah, the, the speed, you know, fast fashion is just such a nasty-ass word, yep. you know what I'm saying? But I, what I was doing, I was just trying to show people how fast I can move. Now it's like a thing. Now sure. it's like a thing. Like my first line for a T-shirt was uh, when Kanye announced that he was like running for president. Yep. Yeah, like MTV Awards. It was something wacky. Um, which that shirt did not age well at all. <laughs> I see people wearing it in my pop up like it yo, says Kanye twenty twenty. Um, but yeah, I made that shirt. Um, made that shirt, and
0: uh, I like that take on fast fashion. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, it, not not like Zara and like it's right, just right. like mad. Just like yo, some, this happened on Tuesday. Like let's put it out. But like if it's my fuck Donald Trump T shirts, if it's the um, the Kanye T, it's like. Mm-hmm. I don't do it now because I don't really like I leave that up for the younger generation to do. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm not trying to be that fast, man. You know what I'm saying? That was like back in the day, but um, it was just cool to just oh that's going on because it's like I love when I want people that want my stuff to, stuff to be the cool guy at work. Like oh my god, I want you to kill the lunchroom. Right. Like
0: when you wear Cafeteria, my, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah.
1: So I I I was trying to make stuff for that person, that mm-hmm. girl, that guy to like. Yo, where did you get that from, and like have a conversation started? So
0: it's so funny how the the progression is very similar. Like yeah. for for me too. Like yeah. in the beginning it was all riff shirts, yeah. logo bites, yeah. commentary on current events. But yeah. then for some reason, after a while, you want to start flexing, I guess, as a yeah. designer, and yeah. you want to show. Maybe it's more about longevity and yeah. legacy yeah. Yeah. than yeah. like news of the week. Yeah, you know, yeah, maybe and then that's people start to
1: expect it too much. Like. It's always something that's happening. So yeah. You can't
0: reach. You can't get
1: everything. You know. Right. So And they stuff. they
0: start treating you like um almost like a comedian. Like yo, what's the joke? Come on, tell us exactly. the one line. So after
1: a while, it'd be like stuff that happened. Like yo, Joe, we hope you make a shirt. And it's like yo, what? chill out. I'm on the beach <laughs> in my family in Jamaica. Man. Right. I don't right. want to make a shirt about
0: <laughs> yeah. why I
1: hate R. Kelly. He's a, he's a sicko, but I'm, I don't. I'm not about to make that shirt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Um, one thing that you mentioned just now, which is key to me, is manufacturing. Yeah. And probably one of the most asked questions I get from young people trying to get in is Mm -hmm. how the fuck do I find like a reliable manufacturer? How do I even approach them? You know, and I mean, back when I started, it was like literally the yellow pages. Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't understand like how, um, People find it so difficult. It's just mm-hmm. I think it's all about trial and error. Like yeah, for sure. You probably went through tons yeah. of printers before you found the one that you netted for sure. out on. Yeah. But what is some of your tips on a how to find it, but but then b like cultivate the relationship with your manufacturer? Yeah, it's
1: all about relationships. I tell people all the time, and I it gets it, it gets hard because I don't want to come off like an asshole when I get all these DMs and emails about how to get started. Mm-hmm. But it's trial and error. Like if if you don't take L's and what you do, you know the W's are not going to happen. You know. So for I yeah. think it's, you, you gotta, you gotta take those trips to LA, you gotta, if you, if you're blessed and fortunate to go overseas to, so like, you know, because it, it is, you do see these, Ali, I call them the Alibaba brands, you yeah. know what I'm saying, it's just like, you know, they need the base sweatpants so they, you know, get the, you know, so, but I think, did you dabble in Alibaba? No, not really, I haven't, I mean, because I, I really just focus on, like, tees and, like, uh-huh. you know, I think I got some basketball maze. I ain't gonna front, you know, it's, it's good, I'm not gonna front on it, but it's just, like, um, you can some you can tell when brands actually don't care about mm-hmm. certain things, but the whole trial and everything. I think that's the main reason why I'm still here because, um, you know, it. You know, if it's if it's getting samples back that don't work, if you you might spend a thousand dollars on like some samples, yeah, that just you can't get right. So it's l's like that. It's right. l's like you know. But again, it's manufacturer like me and my my t shirt printer. We grew together, so. I was going to them when they was like printing two guys printing their basement. Now they have a huge ass factory in Chicago. So now I'm able to, yo, I need this done. I need this. I know y'all hate me to death. I need this done in an hour. (laughs) They'll take care of me because like, you know, so it's all about relationship. You can't you can't be a boss ass dude giving your printer thirty six shirts and be like, yo, Bob, you can't, you know, like grow with them. You know what I'm saying? You might you know, like, you know, you gotta work for terms. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't go in there and be like, No, I had to like now I have terms, but you know, I have to pay my bill for three years in a row before I can get like able. I don't have to pay right away. So, right. Um, word. That's yeah, good advice. You know? Yeah, you just got to. you All about relationships. You got to work hard. Know that you got to take L's. If you're not taking no L's, when those W stop, you're gonna be confused because you never dealt with adversity. You know. So, yeah. I think um, it's all about
0: rel- relationships and you know just making sure you you know some stuff not gonna work. Yeah, I remember when I started out and you, know, you try to ask people who their printers are, yeah. and it was like the most secretive thing. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah. why are people being so secret about this? Yeah, but yeah. now I know why. Yeah. There's only 40 hours in a week, yeah. and if he's printing your shit, yeah. and then fucking you yeah. know, Walmart calls, your shit ain't getting printed exactly. anymore. <laughs> exactly, man, exactly. <laughs> That's the unfortunate thing, yeah. you know? Let's talk about the L's here for a second. They are way more important than you think. And just don't take the losses. Take that time to learn from them. Take whatever opportunity you can to learn and then adapt from there. If being successful were easy, then everyone would be doing it. It's cliche to say, but it's definitely true. My friend and previous guest on the show, Levi Maestro, used to say, the only thing easy about success is the thought of it. There's no surefire way to perfection. When it comes to things that are an exact science, like manufacturing, don't forget that you're also dealing with human beings and not everyone responds in the same way. Like what Joe said, this is an industry of relationships and how you cultivate them is a clear indicator on whether your brand lives or dies. Think of the list of things you need to lock down before even releasing any product materials, trims, graphics, samples, packaging, shipping, customer service, and so on and so on. There are a number of different vendors and partners and people that you're going to talk to each step of the way. But you don't know who will do it to your standard until you research, test, and fail. The more L's you're able to take, the closer you will get to perfection. Something that is, by the way, impossible to achieve. I'm not saying to strive for the L's here, always look forward to the W's, but it is what you can take away from the L's that is the most critical thing you can do. Uh, you are now doing this model where you're getting out of your hometown by doing pop-ups in various cities. So yeah. name off some of the cities that you've now done pop-ups in.
1: Oh, let's see here, New Orleans, which I love. Um, Atlanta, uh, LA, New York, um, Houston, um, London, uh, Japan. Damn, might be forgetting some. Do, 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 do. Might be forgetting some. And and <laughs> if I haven't hit a city yet, it's because I I'm not structured right enough to like you know. I think <laughs> that's pretty damn good though. Yeah, but no, definitely. And I try to. I think for me, you know, the, the whole wholesale model. I realize you know I, I try not to dis wholesale because I have some really good friends that own brands that they. That the wholesale model is day thing. So mm-hmm. I try to make sure that I don't be like, you know, wholesale is the devil, whatever. But for me, it's like even this pop up in New York. I'm so fucking tired, but for three days, um I shook everybody's hand. Word. I probably took a thousand pictures, um, signed, you know, a thousand bottles. Um, I get to touch people, you know. Yeah. And I think for me, it's not that many people that look like me come from where I come from. Um, that still operate my brand how I run my brand. There's so many people that was like, yo, oh, you actually here? Mm-hmm. Of course I'm here. Like, what else am I gonna do? So, <laughs> this is my job. <laughs> yeah, it's my job. You know, I still love it. So, it is tiring. And I, you know, I, this might be the last year where I might have to be at my store like this, you know. But I think overall, um, I just love that model. I get to see, you know, for me, and it's just simple math, you know, I don't know a store in New York, in LA, and DC, Atlanta, that's, I can do a pop-up shop and it's again, life is not all about money, but we all have to survive and you know mm-hmm. stuff is you know. But a store not gonna place a ten thousand dollar PO, you know. I can I mean it depends on your price points in there. I make teas yeah. and stuff. So my whole thing is just pop-up just makes sense. I I mm-hmm. go to like a um you know, I'm give up. will give up all the game now. But I go to like a storefront.com or peerspace.com. Yeah, it's not a pay ad, by the way. Um, <laughs> Should be uh, right. <laughs> yep. Collab Airbnb. I want to do a collab with all you guys. But um, I just find a storefront. Sometimes I'm not able to find a. It's smaller mm-hmm. cities that don't really have that many, like artist uh-huh. spaces. I you know I usually partner with a store, but yeah. um, I usually find a space. You know, um, bring my crew up, make a a, a city T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, and and. And touch the city. It's all yeah. about touching that city. Right. I go to cities like New Orleans, they are. And they be like, yo, it's, brands forget about us. Mm-hmm. So you come up, you come here, you're, you're like the only the brand to come here. You're yeah. the hero. And they, they always remember that. So right. literally, I feel like I'm Forrest Gump. I just touch people everywhere I go. And like I'm, <laughs> to me, I have the whole one fan a day philosophy, you know? So oh, me too. People just feel like, you know, like I, I speak for them. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I wish, and I'm gearing to... I'm doing a lot of big programs in the next, you know, six months where I'm gonna try to hit like fourteen cities in like twelve days. You know, but um the pop-up formula just works. I think for me, I don't wanna come up with a product, um, have a store, see that product, place an order for that product, it's in a chef, and then you know, I cringe, I don't wanna see my stuff on sale without me putting it on sale. Right. I'm not I, I don't wanna go like if I'm gonna put it on sale it's because I put it on sale. I don't wanna go in the rack at KIF and see my Shirt, you know, marked down because it's, you know, they didn't fly out. So, yeah. but let's talk about the real
0: pros and cons of doing yes pop ups versus yes. wholesale. Yeah, for so sure. you talked about all the pros of doing pop ups and yes. direct to retail. Definitely. What are some of the cons and vice versa, the pros of doing wholesale? Hypothetically, if you did wholesale, yeah, I mean, you probably I, it would be cool <laughs> to be on a shelf next to certain brands, okay?
1: So, you know, presence, yeah, presence. I yep. think for me, I keep, I, I i'm building on people that always support me yeah you know i think being in ho- wholesale you get new people because right. if you got my brand next to a popping brand mm-hmm. then the person that's shopping that and they never heard about yeah. me is like oh what is this right you know well, so what
0: you just said about the one of the dopest things is you get to touch every fan yeah. that you're out there yeah the the flip side of that you go to sleep yeah you're not touching fans anymore yeah. whereas if you did wholesale yeah you're just constantly, yeah, quasi touching fans.
1: Yeah, definitely. It, it it just depends on what your end goal. I think you know because yeah. sometimes a lot of the guys what they're doing now is is is, is, is creating these sub brands with these like lesser brands. That's mm-hmm. well, yeah, um, diffusion
0: brands. As yeah, they call
1: and it. I yeah. you know I you know I've got approached by Urban. I, I'm not, and I love all you guys, but Urban Zoomies, PacSun, mm-hmm. Footlocker, Finish Line action. Everybody's mm-hmm. knocking on my door. Everybody could think
0: of. To do a, a subline for their story.
1: Subline or wholesale. I just, it, you, I don't, you know, I I, I make a killing at these pop-ups, you know? Right. And for me, it's just like, at this point, what I'm doing as a black man with a black brand, I don't really think there's that many people that's like, that's still in the streets. I'm not like one of those guys that have a brand that's like driving my Lambo up the hills <laughs> and like, who are these peasants wearing my brand? I'm so, no, I'll right. still be outside. I'm like, I'm all walking and shopping down New York and Getting love. So I think it's equity in how I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be a slower grind, I think, it's you know, but I But you're you know, owning everything. You're yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then my, you know, again, I am making people come to Chicago. I'm become Chicago's like a destination point. Oh, let me go let me stop by Notra, let me stop by St. let me stop by Leaders, but let me stop by Joe Store. Mm-hmm. You know, so that and then online business, it's like eat, it, that's on fire too. So it's just mm-hmm. like honestly it's just you know, it, you know, I drop stuff whenever when I feel like it. it really just depends on how much you're trying to make and how fast you're trying to like because nobody's not gonna be hot forever. It's tough. You know, yeah. and I, I just don't wanna give, again, not shitting on urban outfitters because I love them too, but I don't wanna give urban outfitters the chance to put my t shirts on, on sale for $19.99. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, they do it quick. So quick. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so it's just, quick. for me, it's just like, I'm gonna control my own narrative for now. Right. So I have to do that. But right now, I'm just gonna control my own thing.
0: You yeah. Know? When you do a pop up, how do you gauge or how do you know how much stuff to bring and That's make? It's so tough. Okay. That's there, still Did you tough. figure it out? No.
1: Just no. I mean, even now, I think I brought up. I had so you know what's crazy about pop up shops. I've watched myself grow. So my first pop up shops, like maybe five, six years ago, I used to like just get an extra check bag and like just pack teachers in the bag, you know. And then like
0: you know, yeah, three so years the ago, inventory would fit in the second yeah, piece of luggage. Exactly.
1: Okay. <laughs> you know, so three years ago, I would just ship eight boxes to New York, go to like a UPS over here and and pick them up. But now I had to hire a host. I got to get a semi truck. So I had like maybe like ninety eight boxes of clothes, like drove, drove from Chicago to New York. And that's wow. just cool. Cause I can, now I can like, damn, I can, I can pay a delivery service to like, you know, so, um, it's still tough. Cause I read a, you know, I love selling out, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But at the same time, I didn't want to bring, I'm not going to have a three day pop-up and like, Hey guys, everything's sold out on the first day. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's tough. Cause you tough. don't want to disappoint people. Oh, no, Cause these Yankees hats, like, you know, I don't care about telling numbers. I tell all my business. I only made 200 hats and I'm pissed off because it's just like you could have made two thousand. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do that because that's a big number. But like, at least I was the hats were sold out like in two seconds at the store. <laughs> yeah, and like at least
0: give me a whole full day of
1: hats. You but know? on the flip
0: side, yeah. you also don't want to be shipping ninety cases back to exactly. Chicago. Like so. I
1: said, I, I probably I sh- about ninety five boxes came to New York, mm-hmm. about thirty going back. So uh-huh. I think that's still good because I yeah. still need stuff to put online. So, right. You know. So yeah, it's, it's still trying to figure out that formula of, of you know, but yeah. it depends on each market. Like if I'm going to Houston. Well, New Orleans, I'm not bringing 98 boxes, mm-hmm, you right. know? But so it just depends. Like some stuff I know without a doubt is gonna sell, so I, I'll sh- send more of those, but it just depends on each city. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Were you so well traveled before you started the brand and the business? Um, or did this really open up the world to you?
1: Um, I mean, with, during the leader stages, I was the kid in Agenda and Magic all oh, like wet behind the ears, like, oh my God, that's Jeff Staple. Oh my God, that's, <laughs> you know, like, Oh my God, that's a guy from LRG. Like I was that person. So mm-hmm. I was just like in awe taking notes on everybody. Like uh-huh. um, seeing the booths that had the long line, seeing the booth that's getting the crazy wholesale orders, seeing what brands are doing well in leaders. So I always I was paying for my own ticket to go out there. I was sleeping on pick people's floors and shit really? like that. But um, I think, you know, you know the time when magic and agenda was like the shit. Yep. Popping. There. I was like taking notes. I was like, you know, 19, 20, like mm-hmm at Agenda, like, you know what I'm saying? At Magic, like, just taking notes on everything. So yeah. I wasn't, you know, fully immersed in everything. And, like, I wasn't, like, a world traveler, but I think. But, um you know, I think it was an early time, my, my, like, early childhood. Not early childhood, but, like, older adult,
0: yeah. you know,
1: just going to New York, kicking it with the New York kids, mm-hmm. going to L.A., like, you know, just being mixy with the friends and the right. homies what up like that. So just being naturally out here. I mean, I'm a cool dude, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's, like, one of those things where it's just, like, a lot of the homies that's kind of up now, like, you know, Anwar and, like, you know, Verdi. Like we, you know, kind of known a lot of people for a while. Yeah, so it was, right. You know, it's right. It's not new friends. Yeah, no. Nah, it's not new friends. <laughs> not like you know, we all cool with each other. You right. Know? So yeah.
0: But then, how about like going out to like Tokyo and like Paris? That's Verdi. That's, you
1: know? that's thanks to Verdi. You know, he's uh, amazing. Um, actually, and set that up, and a lot, a couple other homies, you know, made that possible. And uh-huh. um, but um,
0: yeah. Is it bugged out just to see like people from all over the world fucking with you? Like, yeah. Well, really?
1: I'm not gonna stunt, man. <laughs> That, that dude, Verdi, is amazing because I watched him have three different pop ups in one day and just like have a long line in Japan. So, yes, that it was. Verdi's
0: like the Tokyo version of you.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. <laughs> seriously, man. But um yeah, it was super cool because, like, I saw, you know, one of the life changes one of the most biggest things I saw last year, which is like, wow, what's going on? Some kid in Japan had on, um, like, you know, Chance Ho's, Chance, I love Chance of Death, me and mm-hmm. him, like, a lot of our stories go hand in hand as yeah. far as how I came up and, you know, whatever. But I saw a kid in Japan wearing a Chance hat, um, wearing my T-shirt and wearing some old sweatpants I made like four years ago. And I was like, yo, he couldn't speak English, but huge fan. I was right. like, wow. I know these these other 100 people might be lined up because they see me doing some of mm-hmm. You know, I'm very right. aware of my range. Yeah. Like yeah. I am have a few fans of Japan, but like... It was a few people that was wearing my stuff. I was like, wow, you know? So right. it's, it's definitely like... Like you since day one. Yeah. You're a day one Yeah, cat. for
0: sure. For That's sure. Dope. For sure. It must be crazy though, just to like all the way from Chicago going yeah. to these different... Because even me to this day, like when I go to a city that I've yeah. never been to and there's fans, I'm just like, how? Yeah. Like I get the internet. I understand yeah. obviously, but I'm still mind blown. Like yeah. How the, what? <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. It's crazy, man. But it's a blessing, you know? Yeah. Just to, you know, people being happy that you're in different cities, like being able to... I don't like to appropriate and, like, pull up and, Put some wax stuff on a shirt i really try to i take pride in my city t-shirts that mm-hmm. i do making sure i show love making sure i take care of the people in the city that need to get the clothes first and you know you know so i, I try to make sure i pull up and show love I, you know i be out my, my motto is i'll be outside you know mm-hmm. I, I really be outside with the people that live in these cities you know so
0: wholesale versus direct to consumer it's an ongoing debate not only on business of hype but throughout the industry. You go to any blog, publication, or outlet covering this world, and I'm positive they've covered it sometime this year. Joe adds a different element to the direct-to-consumer argument. He's not out here acting like a digital first venture. He does it because it allows him to be more local. It's such a unique approach to grassroots marketing. It's a trend we're seeing more of now, whether it's streetwear, music, or even food. While there are pros and cons for both ways of distributing product, you can't deny the way Joe is able to connect with the people. You want to talk about direct-to-consumer, that's getting direct and talking face-to-face with them. And again, all on his own terms. This takes me back to a simpler time where we would go to Drops to meet people and fans, which would eventually start entire communities. Joe is still pushing that same sentiment forward, but not only in Chicago, He's doing it all over the planet. All right, let's change gears a little bit. Yep. I want to talk a little bit more about like um, some of the more corporate business work that you do. Um, and it's it's interesting because, and I'm not like placing judgment, but yeah. you have a you have a strong principle about not selling to the man yeah. in the mall. Let's go. Yeah, but. You are working with them. Yeah. On the other hand, yeah. in some other ways, and yeah. I want to talk about some of those things. So, I mean, just reel it off, like yeah. Jagermeister, Snapple, yeah. Yeah. Mastercard, McDonald's. Right? Yeah. How do you juggle between like people, critics saying like you're selling out, yeah. or yeah. is there even such a thing as selling out nowadays?
1: It's, 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 it's the art <laughs> of finesse, is what it's called. Okay. I think
0: me, I think people
1: look at me like, damn, how, how, did, I stick, how, did, how did a brother do this? You know. Honestly, you know, for me, it's just like, nah. it's it's all a narrative, it's like man. like some world star shit. Yeah, like, nah, it's like, damn, MasterCard, what the <laughs> fuck? McDonald's? Yeah, you know, so I mean, because I'm still me and I still ain't, I haven't changed into my friends and family and I I, I think, you know, I do have one thing I want to do in 10 years is actually talk about these partnerships because I am starting to get criticized. I, I, I see some comments, some of my peers that don't understand my, you know, Master, I mean, like McDonald's show, like, you know, and just like most of these people that criticize me if they was in my position would have did it too you know yeah. and that's what's crazy so i try not to think about that type of thing but you know everything that i said yes to imagine all the companies that i said no to mm-hmm. that's what to me and i can't i don't want to diss brands or companies <laughs> that i turned <laughs> right. down but like right. if if it's something that i'm doing they really gave me what i want even that's from a dollar sign point of view or just yo i like I, I want C- you to, creative freedom. Yeah, yeah, you know um you know even with mcdonald's like a couple of my peers were like, McDonald's, Joe. damn, it's like, they're killing us. It's just like, whatever, man. It's like, Ooh, everything <laughs> is killing us, man. I'm smoking you know, weed right now. It's killing, right. you. you know, with, with the back, You know, so my biggest thing is just like, and I, I'm, I'm I'm just like checking my resume off, you mm-hmm. know? Because I do feel, sometimes I feel slighted like, it's just like, why don't I be like, why don't these? And again, not that I care, but it's just like, I still feel like the sheep, like, I, I don't feel like I'm in, I mentioned, like, when I got the, 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 the email to be on here I'm like me I don't you know I, I listen to the show but like I I just don't think I'm one of those people that usually get mentioned and it, it sucks <laughs> man because now it's like oh damn I'm becoming that I'm about to be in that Illuminati I'm about to be in that, that club to, yeah. man I'm like damn man this, but this
0: is actually the initiation right you yeah, like, this wall yeah. could open up and then Hiroshi's like, gonna be back there. right oh my god that's <laughs> hilarious actually no true story when we reached out to you to do this interview yeah we had already booked the date and everything yeah. other editors at the same time yeah. were like yo we need to get Joe fresh goods on yeah. the show yeah, that's crazy. like and i was like no we already have a booked yeah. in there so that's crazy it's it's happening man get yeah. ready
1: no but um <laughs> you know but like a mcdonalds man they these companies listen to me it's been a lot of things mm-hmm. i turned down because it morally didn't but you know, like a McDonald's, working with an agency, you know, they're working with the brand. Yeah. I made them pick, like, the McDonald's that's, like, in the, you know, like, the lower property areas. Like, uh-huh. we made, we picked, like, good areas, like, sort of, in a close to free, right. you know? So, that was a situation where um, I did 20 pop-up shops around the world, around the U.S. So, we picked New York, four locations in New York, four locations in L.A.,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Atlanta, Chicago. Um, so, I was like, yo, I know I'm getting better and bigger, but, yeah. like, could I have... People lined up outside of McDonald's for clothes. Mm-hmm. I looked around. I haven't seen nobody do it before. Right? Maybe I'm tripping. I, you know, um, and I did. Yeah. So I used that collaboration for me is just
0: like, can I do it? You know? Right. Could I? You know? There's, it, it, there's a difference between not sorry to cut you off, yeah. but like between selling out, but you infiltrating yeah. yourself into the, the system. Yeah. Right.
1: Facts. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really what I did with that. Just like I wanted to prove to myself that I can have. I mean,
0: I almost... it's not crap. like you're like holding up a burger. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> of course
1: not. I have people lined up outside of McDonald's for free clothes. That's like tight to me. You know what I'm saying? If you don't right. get the, you're hacking the system. Yeah, that's and that's and that's. I think that's why people treat me like when it comes to selling out. Because again, I be at the bars. I'm literally, I be really chilling with people. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like I, people don't chill with people. Like I'm really like a man of the people. Like I really like I show love to everybody. Like I'm so super humble. So you know when I do certain things, it's just like. Yo, I'm, I'm about to bring. I'm about to bring you know these guys over here. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm really just like infiltrating. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And, and companies, and I get my power within my community. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So now I think it changes like every few months for me. Now I can like, you know, those old collaborations. I probably had to you know do things for not the check, but like now I can walk in and if, if, if you're giving me a pitch deck about what you want to do with me. I'm 100% probably going to give you something different, how it's going to be better. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? So now I can Because you're that. crazy. Yeah, because I'm crazy, <laughs> you know? So um, it's different. Like it's, like MasterCard, uh, you know, let me see if I can have people lined up at Fresh Eagle. So everything is just like, let me see if I can do this. Let me see if I can do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it just it just works, man. Like with Snapple, it's just like, who the fuck else going to have people? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. just like you, you working with somebody that's like from the culture, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I still keep it. Authentic, You know what I'm saying? I don't want companies to take advantage of that. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very wary of who I work with and making sure I just don't give up my sauce because I don't want to be like played out because, you know, I see some collaborations like, yo, why did they collab with like that? You know what Uh I'm saying? Some stuff, it don't make no sense, but I try to make everything make sense. You know what I'm
0: saying? Well, Snapple's perfect because it's made from the freshest stuff on earth. Come on now. It's just like, come on. Yeah. Um, This is a very timely story because right now there's the whole thing happening with Jay and the NFL. Yeah. And I want to get your viewpoint on it because yeah. many people are, there's two sides of the story. One is like, yo, Jay, you're a fucking sellout. You're right. just sucking the dick of the man, right? Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, yo, look at what Jay's taken us through yeah. for the last three decades. Yeah, He's in there. He's in the system right now and he's going to do good from within. Yeah. What's your take? You know, I appreciate
1: you asking me this because I don't get, people don't ask me stuff like this because this can get me canceled. If I said the wrong thing, <laughs> I appreciate you. I like, I hate when things are just so easy, but- um, you know, man. Uh, my 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 thing is, uh, we we have to watch. You know, we have to okay. f- we have to um let time pass a little mm-hmm, bit because mm-hmm. we don't know what the deal is. Yeah, I do think it's a little weird that uh, how it was announced, the press conference, the way the press conference was laid out. Uh-huh. I think somebody somewhere with the NFL or Rock Nation. Dropped the ball on the announcement, on the launching of it. Yeah, the yeah. launching was just like trash because they didn't do a good job explaining like <clears throat> mm. what are we looking at? Like, why is Roger and Jay Z sitting down at a table mm-hmm. with people talking about you know? So right, right. they didn't. The they didn't, optics were yeah. bad, and someone oh, should God. have said, "Yeah,
0: hey, maybe people will question this." Yeah, nobody for sure. Did I don't that, think
1: yeah. I don't think nobody on oh, this side thought that this was going to be a thing. But I mean, you know, it. I I, I just think. I do agree with Jay in the sense of it's a lot of people that's talkers, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and I think sometimes we do have to, you know, I, I identify with people that just do it, you know, yeah. sometimes you might get, you might get criticized um, while it's happening, you mm-hmm. know, but after the fact, what happens after that is like the tell all about what you tried to do. So I think we got to just watch and see, you know, obviously I think the NFL, um, you know, sucks in a lot of practices mm-hmm. that, you know, but so, you know, what's crazy. I got to watch my words. They just invited me to the Packers
0: game, <laughs> which
1: I can't, you know, the NFL just invited well, me. Well, I think, I think you're, you're <laughs> like, right. At the very least, yeah. both from
0: NFL and Jay-Z, yeah. we have to, at the very least, give it time. Just give it time. Let's, right. see.
1: let's see, let's see before. I mean, cause Jay ain't really let us down so far when it comes to like social, no. like, you know, like, you know, things that he done. So just like, I, I, you know, me, let's put rap to the side as far as like me being a Jay-Z fan, yeah. like, Let's let's figure out what's going on before we like tell that man that he's like a coon. You know what I'm saying? Right, you right. know, like I want to let's see what's going on first before we before we figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before we like judge whatever. So I, you know, but the internet man, we, you know, that's I found myself like deleting no tweets and you know because <laughs> you just got to be careful because we in a very sensitive time. So you know you do got to be mindful of what's going on with the community and like a lot yeah. of the different organizations. Just make sure you you on your, your 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 p's and q's. But um. I just think it's, we, it's a lot of talkers, man. It's a lot of online, um, yeah, um, you know, keyboard activists that's not really doing anything. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So we can't criticize somebody. Let, let that man. I mean, I'm not saying identify though, but like, let me let let me. When I'm finessing the company, I can't talk to. I can't tell the world how I'm finessing the company. Mm-hmm. Just let me, yo, I got this. Yeah, let me just watch. let me let me just finesse watch. it because yeah. now a lot of these brands working with me. You know, I'm I'm, I'm doing a uh, the collaboration with Snapple. It's amazing. I'm I'm outside smoking weed. Like I'm still being myself. Mm -hmm. I'm giving people that look like me an opportunity. Now it's like we trust another. We can we'll we'll work with another black a black kid, a black girl, a black boy because we've seen it work. You know. I'm just trying to make it seem you got to sometimes let stuff happen. You know what I mean? So. Just gotta let it let it let it happen and see what happened before we started to criticize yeah. and judge. You know? I love all the
0: keyboard activist things. Yeah, like, man. Just like, come on, man. I, I love the people that are like ready to cut Jay's head off, but yeah. then they're like, yo, order them wings for the next Sunday game. Like uh, You know <laughs>
1: like You're you still know, supporting. That's all, you know, wearing the jerseys, you know, <laughs> right, watching but, the game. Fantasy, you know, you you know, so yeah. It's a thing,
0: man. So I just right. you know, people just sensitive. We have to see how things play out before we criticize. Whether you agree with Joe or not, those are sound words. We don't know the full story behind Jay's intention yet, nor do we know the full intention of Joe's when he was doing the collaborations that he was being called a sellout for. If you're trying to finesse, change, or overthrow an industry, you can't show the moves ahead of time. In order to change a system, sometimes we have to go inside the system. And while you're doing it, the intentions may be in the right place, but it also might look like a sellout move at face value. And the core of the idea is probably just not obvious for people on the outside to see. Still have doubt? Ask yourself this. If it's coming from a good, clear place and your vision and purpose are crystal clear, then trust that what you're doing is righteous and true. That validation has never, ever done me wrong. Okay, let's let's talk on that subject. Let's talk about race a little bit. Yeah. Right? You mentioned, you know, being a black-owned business and, mm-hmm. and being supportive of, of all that. Is is race, and I want to use this word very carefully, when I say racism, mm-hmm. I don't mean, like traditionally known racism is very easy to identify and stomp out yeah but is race the ism of race the ism of race is it a thing in fashion today Ah, great question are we colorblind is it all virgil's at louis are we all good now is it all rainbows now we all equal yeah, because I, I, I want to watch my words very Why?
1: wise. You're allow,
0: no, you well, allowed to have an opinion on it's, this.
1: It's, it's uh, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's certain people, you know, certain brands that like, because even if you're like a black brand or whatever, mm-hmm. like, you don't come from the same struggles that some people come from. So I think for me, it's just like, you know, I used to get like, why'd you say that? But like, when, when kids... It's a New York thing too. So many people for the past three, four years of me doing pop ups in New York. So many kids from all over, like, "Yo, Joe, you know you're like my black supreme." And at first, mm-hmm. I used to kind of get on my nerves, like, eh, "What you what, you? what do you mean? You know?" But you know, it's just like what they what, what. a lot of people tell me is, it's just like you being in Chicago, you coming from where you come from, you mm-hmm. being how you look, you on, you know, you doing a, a Nike ad with your do rag on, you like doing interviews, smoking weed, like, but you're like working with Mastercard, like. You're working with these brands, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wow, finally, finally, finally it's a brand that talked for me. We, we never seen that before. And mm-hmm. I think when you really start to get into who own these brands, even mm-hmm. a lot of money being put behind brands that you, that you think is like, you know, he's the token black guy, but he don't really own the brand, you know? Right. So a lot of that goes on and stuff. So I don't want to point your fingers or like, you know, say that he doesn't really own that brand and he doesn't that that, mm-hmm. but people really know I actually own my brand. I'm actually an actual black man that comes from a black community that does my thing so that's like a thing but i i don't know you know i do think it, it it's tough it's really tough because i i think sometimes you know for me um when i'm in these rooms with different people i don't really see people that look like me you know even with trade shows even with trade shows like mm-hmm. you know you know the key figures we all know the key figures you know but for a for a culture that not, i mean this is a hip hop thing but for, when I look around at all like fashion and a lot of stuff that's going on right now, I see a lot of stuff that's influenced by my mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. but I don't Absolutely. see a lot of people that looks like me working mm-hmm. you know working
0: in I, positions yeah of power. it
1: might just be people like that look like me that works the booth, you know, mm-hmm. but like when we actually talk about the people that run the brand that's like in that that thing it's yeah. not really it's like every brand have that cool black guy that works for them, but I'm just speaking and I don't wanna I don't wanna Downgrade anybody's progress. yeah, and I, I don't want to yeah. make this a color a colorism thing where it's just like, well, he's not a real black guy, so he don't count. <laughs> I don't want to. i to make sure I don't do that. But like, I'm real man, and it's just like sometimes I don't really. I walk all these trade shows, and I've been doing it for years, and I was just like, you know, I know, I know you, I know ten D. I know it's a lot of brands that are black owned, but I'm just talking about like right now, like really black owned with no like rich parents. You know, we all hear the stories about where that guy came from. Like that mm-hmm. guy has rich parents, or so this guy want a settlement and, you know, that guy has an investor, like, you know, it's a lot of people that don't have access to that, you know? So yeah. it's just like,
0: I do think it's, um, you don't do enough of, it my. I mean, just to, from what I've seen, you yeah. don't do enough, I guess, for lack of a better word, bragging yeah. about that aspect of your upbringing. Um, because it's, 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 you
1: know, I don't want to, you know, cause I, I, cause I'm not, you know, I hate, you know, I hate when people get big. And uh-huh. age, they say, "Y'all yeah, grew up poor." I didn't grow up poor. Yeah. My, my mom and dad, middle class. So we, I just didn't. Like, had to fight for everything, though. Mm-hmm. Like literally, the like, last three, four years, my mom was like, "Oh, you, you can't." I got a, I got a more mural of myself in Chicago, like right now, and I have like, you know, like billboards and stuff. Like, just now, my parents understand what. Oh, you, we get it. But I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Nothing was handed to me, you know. Yeah. And I just, um, I, I see, I see who a lot of these people champion, and and I know their backgrounds, and like. A lot of these stores come from money and like a lot of these brands, you, you was grandfathered. A lot of people were grandfathered in, you yeah, know? I know. Um, and I wasn't, you know? So I just sometimes I think, and again, this is me speaking and it's just me polling people because again, me doing pop-up shots, I get to talk to people. And it's just mm-hmm. like, everybody say like, yo, Joe, even like New Orleans, like, bro, nobody comes from here. Never, nobody comes here. So I just, you know, what I'm getting just from travel, all my travels is just like, People just want somebody... People appreciate that I'm winning. Yeah, You know, it's like, wow, finally... Um, a dude like me. A dude like me. And if, right. and whatever type of dude like me I am, it's just <laughs> like, finally a regular black dude. You know what I'm saying? I don't I, I don't know what that means, but right. it's just like, I don't have no association to like... I mean, again, I'm cool with Chance. I'm cool with a lot of rappers, and I, uh, a rapper didn't put me on. Um, I mean, I don't want to say certain things like I'm dissing other people, but... Yeah, these are facts of your upbringing. These facts, you know, so just like, you know, so, yeah, you know, it is definitely, I wish certain things were different, I wish, I want to see more of my people that look like me in bigger, you know, bigger rooms of power, you know what I'm saying, but it is, it is, you know, it is, you know, a lot of people like me not in those rooms of power, you know, we work at the stores, we work the booth, you know what I'm saying, but when we talk, talking about the heads, the big heads, you don't see people like me. It's always like, mm, you know, we, we, we're the cool people. That's the models
0: or some shit like that. You yeah. know, we're not really like, you know. You know, I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I have in my notes, you could, each, you could even see this to yeah. prove it. But when I was doing my research on you, right, yeah. I saw a lot of parallels to what you were doing and what Ronnie from Kith was doing in terms of coming up through retail, yeah. having their own brand, then opening their own retail stores. But then as I heard your story, it's not the same. Yeah, because you about to offend me. I'm joking. No, but no, but no, but I I did not ask you the question right. <laughs> because it's not apples to apples. Yeah, and it's based off yeah. of the last thing that we just spoke about. Yeah, for
1: sure. I mean, because because people say it all the time. Because I, I I get that comparison, and I don't know if he even knows me or whatever. That, that yeah, but like you know, like I I didn't you know like I I didn't grow up. I, I don't I don't have rich. Family members, like I... Well, before know, we even go... It's not yeah, even about him. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, just
0: saying, yeah. I was about to compare you two, yeah. but it's not a comparison yeah, is all I'm sure. saying. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, for and sure. it, it would be wrong to sort of say, like, yeah. y'all are the Co- same. Yeah. And no... Because he's one of the hardest people... For sure. Hardest working people for sure. ever. For sure. Period, hands down. For sure. 100%. Yeah, so I'm not disrespecting yeah, or no, taking away from him, no, but, but...
1: I've gotten that before, just off how the upbringing and, like, retail and, and everything, but just like, man, not and not saying... Even if you come for money, or you you... you you was able to get blessed and grandfathered from working at a store or whatever. Like, man, I got fired from everywhere. Like I I, I, got, I get fired from places and I like, I, I get like sued and cease and desist. And, 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 <laughs> right. you know, like, you know, it, it's tough, man. Like I, you know, I, I did this out of, necess- I I did this because I need to make a little money. Like it was for real me selling t-shirts in high school is because I really wanted just like money for like food and shit like this, for as far as like outside money from what my parents were giving me, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just like, it just you know everything. That's why it's a slow grind. Yeah. I'm I'm really I'm so afraid to like partner with one of these big stores and get this big old PO and just be like I'm popping now because mm-hmm. it's just like I, I love the slow grind. I just want to for me it's like you know I, I'm like a, I'm like one of those underground rappers that yeah. like everybody know you know right, I, right, right. I love that than just getting this big thing because yeah. I don't want to you know I don't want to just
0: getting the advance check yeah and then nah like,
1: man let me just get this next slow grind to the top and whatever rims. but yeah,
0: yeah yeah exactly for no reason <laughs> right and ten
1: chains and shits you know so, what I'm saying.
0: What is the difference maker now? You've been, it's yeah. six years or seven years of what your okay. business?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. officially, yes, yeah. officially,
0: yes. Six years, no investment, no, no drug money that you're, very, no. yeah, no, no, so like no outside, you don't have like some garmento pouring no. in money no. into and it's like, been, a, and
1: it's been a lot of that too. Don't, offers, man, oh right? my god, yeah. yes, there's a lot of people that's like, you know, they're knocking on we'll the door, handle your fa- yeah. yeah, I mean, from drug dealers, from. You know, oh, uh, last year has been a, a, some man like a goddamn. I thought Obama, you know, the Obama collection changed my life. Mm-hmm. That's that's what did it for me. You yeah. know, dropping that collection. But um, you know, some guy flew me in town. I forgot what. I don't want to put his business out there. But like, just trying to, you know, you know, not start looking at numbers. Just just like, you know, take. I'm mean, he gonna give me this number and take forty percent of my wow. business. And I was like, yo, give me an office in New York. And just like, I'm straight, bro. I'm cool. Whoa. You know, but um. <laughs> yeah you know so yeah none of that
0: so what is the difference maker you you say hard work yeah but there's got to be some other secret recipe there's got to be something else besides hard work because i'll tell you right now there's a hundred thousand kids saying in their head yeah i work hard too right and that's relative yeah nobody knows how hard you and i work yeah for sure but beyond the hard work and just putting in hours yeah what's another what's a secret because
1: unfortunately this is and i think this is something that creatives deal with you know even from like a mental health point of view i'm never satisfied Mm. i'm never satisfied bro i think that's um, i I, I just killed new york i'm like i could have did better i gotta come back i should have came back for fashion week i should (laughs) have had 500 more hats right i think that you know i take Mm -hmm. my vacations i love my my family i love my daughter that keeps me like that's still sane but i'm crazy bro you know what i'm saying and i wish you know i don't know i don't know what's gonna be that moment where it's like that i made it moment like I keep getting smaller doses of like yo I'm about to be on, I'm about to meet Jeff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that I made it moment, but I'm never really satisfied. So yeah. I think for me it's just like Have you do you, have you defined the I made it moment? No. Is there an I made it number? No, not even. Wow. No, not even. I I, I don't know, you know? Like I
0: So I, just that's a great and, that's But great it's scary bit. though. That's super scary right, because then when like, do you turn off?
1: Yeah, I just like I mean I I know I want to have a, some coffee shops in the next few years like uh, no store, like I, you know, even like at Compass Con, like I've been a big fan of Colette. Like my booth at Compass Con, Sarah from Colette. So the only store I wanted to be in before, like, like I was was like eh, anti wholesale after, like you know. But uh-huh. like Sarah from Colette just do 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 walk past my booth was a the line. She came by, I did some, I did some bootleg Converse. She loved everything. That was just like, so that was like a moment, a moment for me. That was word, a big moment for because it's like she didn't, and she knew who I was, but it was just mm-hmm. like. Yo, like, this is cool. She came. I I, I have five different booths at CompassCon. I show her all the booths and with me and my homies. And oh, she, you took her on a nice little tour. Yeah. You. Wow. You know, nobody knew uh, who this white lady that Joe walked yeah. away. Nobody yeah. knew, but that was a moment for me. And then it was like back to work. You know, and even mm-hmm. Americami came by the booth, got one of my arm So it was like, you know, certain moments, but like, you know, I, yeah. I'm unfortunately, you know, I'm not, not saying I'm sad. I'm just like, business wise, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to top yeah. myself, you know?
0: So. Yeah. And a lot of other people would have taken that moment with Murakami or Sarah, and yeah. they go on vacation for a year. Oh, no, That's man. like, that'll be oh. on the cover of their website, Yeah, exactly. the last post on their Instagram, yeah. and they're on vacation. Yeah, no, I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, it, it be, yeah, it, hard work is very relative, but just like for me, it's just, I'm never satisfied. And I, I really know with all my heart that nobody is doing it how I'm doing it. That like like me you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like from just like again I'm really big on you know like not to keep making this a race thing because everybody supports me you know but the black and brown boy and girl really need somebody to speak for them in mm-hmm. fashion you know what I'm saying and I try to tell my story even the cornerstones my gift shop a lot of people were like yeah, I don't know what the fuck you talking about like you know it's a bodega in New York whatever you know but people call me and text me crying like yo Joe I know it's just a snapper collab, but yo, you told a crazy story on here, bro, mm-hmm. about, you know, your personal connection of, you know, going to corner stores with six dollars and having to buy a three dollar t shirt but wanting to buy a juice and like, you know, that was the art negotiation back in, you know, back in the days. And like, yeah, that kind of made me the man I am now, trying to, you know, taking, you know, not a lot and making it spread mm-hmm. spread out. So, you know, I just I I, I really know that, you know, I have a, a chip on my shoulder because it's like I'm doing this for that kid in um, New Orleans or Houston—that's mm-hmm. like non-New York. Because it's always been a thing. Like you got to move to New York, LA, to be on. So I'm also like having that whole narrative that I'm like still hometown. Like because yeah. I get all these tweets every day. Like I'm gonna be the Joe First Goods of of Iowa. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the Joe First Goods of. You know, that just lets me know that I'm like I'm doing my job for Chicago. It's just Boy. like I'm, you know. So um, yeah, I think it keeps me up that like I'm, I have a like making cool making cool clothes is is cool, but like and like you know doing making trendy stuff but it's like I actually have a purpose mm-hmm. you know and I think for me it's just like I can't let that purpose play out you know just because it's just like you know a, a store wants to place a you know you know 30,000 dollar order or yeah, some yeah. weird shit that's you know right I made up number but you know <laughs> yeah so you know what I mean it's just like I know I know I have a purpose you know yeah. what I'm saying so I think that that purpose keeps me up at night knowing that I have to like keep fighting to show that I can do this like my way. You know what I'm saying? I keep shocking people. People will collapse and stuff like that, you know? Word. All right, man. Well, thank you. That was great. Yeah. Good looking out. Yeah. No problem.
0: Hey, thank you for listening to our final episode of the season with Chicago's pride and joy, Joe Fresh Goods. As always, you can find out more about the show and listen to other episodes at hypebeast.com slash radio. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. I personally use Anchor FM. Also, please, please, please do me a favor and leave a rating and comment to tell me what you think of this show. Also, tell a friend about the show. Spread the word. Everything helps out a lot. We also occasionally answer listener questions on the show. So if you have a question, shoot it over to me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Staple. The Business of Hype is created in collaboration with Bright Young Things. You can check out their work at byt.nyc. Our director is Daniel Nevetto. Our audio engineer is David Rogers-Berry. Our associate producers are Sidney Pacumpera and Christina Hong. This episode was recorded at Sibling Rivalry Studio and on location at the Staple headquarters in New York City. I'm Jeff Staple, and you've been listening to The Business of Hype on Hype Beast Radio.